0: Welcome to the Dominion of His Voice podcast with Desi Schneider today. What I have on my heart to talk about is prayer. Prayer. The prayer that we now have a right to pray. That being part of the body of Christ, we are now enabled to do the very works of God. And we know one thing that marked the ministry of Jesus here on earth is His times set apart to pray. It was His moments that He went up on a mountain that He went to a quiet, remote place and spent time with His Heavenly Father. He prayed. It so marked His ministry and His walk on earth that the disciples marveled and they asked Him, How do you pray? Teach us how to pray. That's in Matthew 6. The power of prayer. The disciples could make a correlation That the supernatural walk that they were seeing, that Jesus walked here on earth, was directly related to prayer. And I believe it is so even today in the body of Christ, that all supernatural activity that God can do and work through us is based on our prayer life. That every success and every failure is either prayer success or prayer failure. And we see that no more clearer than in the book of James, where James In chapter 4, writes, verse 1, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from the desires for pleasure that war in your members? And later on, he'll tell us what brings forth this desire that wars in our members. It's really the love that we have for the world. So we go to verse 2 again. You lust and you do not have. You murder and you covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. We can say that because you do not pray. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on yourselves. And here verse four, we recognize James is giving us a clear picture what brings about this carnal prayer, what brings about this, this pleasure that wars in our members. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know? What harsh language. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Can we then say that whoever wants to be a friend with God is a person of prayer? And we look at the Old Testament examples, I'm just mindful of Moses, especially, and Joshua, of their time spent with God, of their time spent with God so much so that even their countenance reflected the glory of God, and those were under the Old Covenant. How much more now that Christ dwells within us and that we behold in Him as an open mirror And we've been being transformed into the image that we behold, which is the Lord Jesus Christ from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So right after that, in verse 5, he says, Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, The Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. The Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. You see, the transformation from glory to glory is by the Spirit. And the desire that the Holy Spirit will place within our heart is to have fellowship with the Father. How do we fellowship with the Father? We fellowship with the Father in prayer. And that makes us a friend with God. That puts us in a place of great intimacy and understanding of His will. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead us into truth. And how much more clearly can we see that in the book of Romans? In Romans 8, verse 26, right before that, we, Paul writes that we've been given the first fruits of the Spirit. And so now that we have the Holy Spirit within us, in verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our witnesses. What are these witnesses? Are the witnesses that we see of the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane? That though their spirit men wanted to pray, their flesh was unwilling. And that is the weakness of the flesh. And so the Holy Spirit has been given to us to strengthen us in these areas. For we do not know what we should pray. Now that is a weakness. Because in our flesh, there's only enmity with God. There's no friendship with God. But now through the Holy Spirit, we have the workings of the Spirit that is drawing us through the passion that He has for the Father. that He longs jealously within us for us to form this relationship with God in prayer. That now He is equipping us, He is strengthening us to pray according to the perfect will of God. So if we read that verse again, Likewise, the Spirit also helps now witnesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Glory be to God. And that's really what marked the early church. If we go to the book of Acts, we recognize that not only did they see Jesus pray, but they mimicked Jesus. Because in the book of Acts, in chapter 3, we see Peter and John going to pray. Three one. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. Really, prayer is what keeps us together. Prayer is what keeps us in the light. And as we have fellowship in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The book of 1 John writes in chapter 1. So here we see Peter and John fellowshipping on the way to prayer. They're going together to pray. And we know that healing happened on their way to prayer. But also we see the importance of prayer here in chapter 4. When Peter and John were apprehended and they were forbidden to speak in the name of Jesus, they were threatened in chapter 417. The council made a decision to threaten them so that this name would not spread further. So in verse 16, they said, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. So they can't deny it, but what are they going to do? But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no one in that name. They would use fear. They would use intimidation. That truly is the tactics of the enemy. He can't hold the work of God by having someone deny a miracle in, in light of having seen a miracle, having seen the love of God in manifestation and demonstration through the healing ministry. But what he can do is he can threaten to silence that. So that intimidation works in the hearts of men, And they'll draw back from the bold proclamation of the gospel. And so they, this, the council called the disciples and they said, they threatened him not to speak further, in that name in verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since all glorified God for what had been done. So what happened? Instead of the disciples going and getting all excited for a great victory, they went and they reported the matter and they prayed. They prayed. And so without the ability to pray, And without exercising the power of prayer, there will be no victory. Because what they did is, even though there was what seemed like a victory, they were released, yet they knew they couldn't take it for granted. They had to go in their prayer closet. And so they prayed, and they petitioned God, saying, God, you're witnessing this intimidation. You're witnessing that they're trying to ban us from speaking in your name. In verse 29, Glory be to God because we see that the desire that God has for us here Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 says rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus do not quench the spirit one way we can quench the spirit is by not praying because we're not giving him a release, to pray through us. We're not allowing him to search the mind of God and to bring forth the revelation of the perfect will of God that will be able to walk out that will, to be able to enforce the will of God on earth. Because if we do not enforce the will of God on earth, then we're subject to what is at hand, which is the intimidation of the enemy. That's why in Colossians, Paul commences in chapter 4-2, Continue earnestly in prayer. Continue, not just start, but continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. You see, even though we're called into the ministry, even though we can recognize that Paul was called to proclaim the mysteries of God, he could not really do it without this vehicle of prayer to enable God to open the door here on earth for the utterance to go forth. So don't forsake the importance of prayer. Be vigilant, be diligent to continue in prayer. And we can see this very example in, in the book of Acts again in chapter 6, where the disciples, the, the 12, it, it says here, it, 6, 2. Then the 12 summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it "Is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, Seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so they knew the importance of setting themselves apart to pray just as they had witnessed Jesus do that in order to allow the ministry of the word of God to prosper. And we see because of prayer, how multitudes were added daily to the body of Christ, to the churches, to the local churches. And so without prayer, there's a great hindrance to the kingdom of God's expansion here on earth. And so today i encourage you, set time aside to pray. Set time aside to seek the mind of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you in the area of the weakness that the flesh wants to impose on us and move us out of our prayer chair. Allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate a spirit of prayer, a desire to long to spend time with your Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening to this podcast, The Dominion of His Voice, today with Desi Schneider. Be blessed.